This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You want to know what most people's vulnerability is? I. The reason I always win every time I enter something else, it's what can I do for you? And not the person that has 11 million. Just the person that's right next to me because karma and doing the right thing and kindness and being a fucking human always wins in the end. Always. It does. It does because, because what you don't know is the person next to you may have 48 subscribers but his aunt runs shit. And everybody here is jockeying and overthinking and politicking in their head all from a selfish place and all the magic sitting in the doing the right thing, saying hello, being patient, but most of all, the thing that will speed you up in the thing that you want to accomplish, no question, is you've got to become religious about your audience. Like, you have to become religious about your audience. Like, guys, honestly, straight up, if you're sitting in the crowd right now, it's unacceptable for you not to reply to the comments you get on your content. I don't know how, honestly, like, fuck it. Like, I'm just gonna go that literal with it. I don't like to do definitives things because that's just not how life is, but I'm just comfortable going there. It is actually fundamentally grossly negligent and unacceptable for you to be in a place where you do not reply with a thank you or a heart or a meaningful, you read it and you meaningfully wrote something back to every single comment you have right now in whatever limited that is because those seven people are disproportionately the reason you're gonna get 17. And yet you're so worried about getting the next 10 that don't know you, you're giving no fucking love to the seven that decided to watch your horse shit. (laughs) It's called audacity. The number one thing I see in the creator space, the number one thing is audacity. I I don't think anything I've accomplished up to today means anything. All the good keynotes I ever gave, as soon as I was sitting back there, I'm like, I have to fucking destroy this. Because if I don't, then this is the beginning of the end. You're only as good as your last at bat. And you know, I, I'm very thankful and I'm, I'm aware, I'm not delusional that I have something to say and it resonates and it works, but it doesn't mean I ever take it for granted. And I also know how I got here. And I got here and the number one thing that I love about, so I realized something nine months ago or so, I was like shit, now I know why this is working. I only give advice that I did. I only give advice that I did. I don't guess. You know how things happen for me and other people that I see? But specifically for me, I can speak for me. I replied to every fucking person. And that meant something. I created context. A very different thing happens when somebody watches some of your shit, leaves a comment, and you roll in and say thank you. The depth of that relationship goes much further. And you know, so I just, listen, I just think people in here are audacious. Like, who the fuck are you to not take 17 minutes when you have nine fucking watchers to say thank you? And who you are is, and again, obviously, I don't know everybody's individual thing, but this is the collective entire space. Forget about this conference. The creator 
community of influencers and creators, vloggers and Instagram. Like when I look and I spend, by the way, just so you know what I do with my time at this point, I basically read comments still to this day. Less, I read mine, but I spend an enormous amount of time if somebody hits my radar, reading the comments. Like Tanner or Shondoris, this is my favorite one. I didn't even listen to my first Nicki Minaj song until I read almost 20,000 comments about her from her community. I like understanding the world through other people's comments and feedback on that thing. I don't watch Breaking Bad, I just know how you collectively feel about it. Right? I don't know, I don't watch anything actually. I just, bless you, I just, (laughs) I just, uh, I just know what the collective conscious of the end user is and that's how I think about it. Right? And so, we're living such an, (laughs) we're, we're just so fortunate. It's just so crazy to me. I wish, you know what I really wish? I wish your great, great grandparent could come out of the ground and punch you in the face. (laughs) I'll tell you why I want your great, great grandparent to come out of the ground. We are complaining about the dumbest shit on earth. People, like, we are so blessed. There's so much abundance. There's so, like, if you're in this room, and listen, I'm very aware of what's going on in society and like, <laughs> I'm very happy about all the great things that are happening around racism and sexism to build up to the consciousness, but like, taking a macro 7.7 billion people in the world point of view on this, taking it from somebody who sits on boards where you know, millions of people in Africa don't have clean water, like literally the fucking shit on your table right there, people walk four miles for with a fucking, I mean it's like, take real perspective, If you're in this room and you complain about anything, you should probably get punched in the face. (laughs) And you're complaining, like, like seriously. Like seriously. Like, good news. Let me save everybody a lot of time. Everybody's got problems, so they don't have time for yours. Like, like that's just true life. Like, it doesn't feel nice. Like, when I put out content of like, nobody gives a fuck, I get a million emails that I have to like, respond to them like yes people I know your mom cares but what I mean in the macro is the second you realize that people don't it allows you to take on accountability and I guess that's really where I want to go with this which is you the reason I want your great great grandparents to get out of the ground and punch you in the face is first we have the internet I know it's kind of like macro but like the fact that you can even build your personal brand or whatever you're trying to do while you're still paying your bills or your loans because you can do it at night is something that our grandparents didn't have the option to do. Like, if you had hopes and dreams in 1964 but you still had to put bread on the table, guess what? When you got home at 6.30, you couldn't build something on a thing called the internet. You were just stuck. So like, to not quantify that bliss already upsets me. So like, the reason events like this get me fired up is like people are complaining about not having a thousand subscribers. Or my favorite, when they blame the audience itself. <laughs> my favorite people here are the ones like, people don't get me yet, I'm too over the top for them, I'm too futuristic, people don't understand me yet. They understand you, they think you suck. <laughs> like, like, I love that shit, like, Gary, I'm coming from a totally different angle. No you're not, Angel, you actually just suck. People want to PR themselves to not address their insecurities. To me, the market is right. If, you, if you're not winning right now, it means you're losing. It means the market doesn't like what you're putting out. Now, you have a question to ask yourself. 
Are you going to do something that you think the market's going to like because you want that short term but it's not your authentic self? Or are you going to stay the course of what you do and see how it plays out? For me, the second one's clearly amazing. Here's why. My big problem right now with this space is that everybody's trying to make a million dollars a year. I'm trying to get people to understand that if you're making 53,000 a year or 92 or whatever it may be doing something you hate, wouldn't it be awesome if you can make that same exact number just making videos about Star Trek or fucking Supreme Clothes or like making yogurt, right? Like to me, what has really bothered me about this space is I don't think people realize the long tail of this space is the special thing of this whole game. The, to me, the person in here who's making 114000 a year doesn't like it, super passionate about streetwear and she or he is trying to make their content online, I'm always trying to convince them like, yo, you're making 114, can you look at what you're spending? Can you live a little more humbly so actually you only need 82? Because if you only need 82, you can get faster to getting happy and once you get on the game to making 82 in ads and brand deals, you'll get to 114 in a second because now you're gonna full time energy and it'll open it up. We have a very big problem that we're creating infrastructure costs around ourselves. There's a lot of people here who are like hiring post-production people and a PR person and fucking building out a team and they've got no money coming in to look the part. People trying to front in front of people they don't even like. Yeah, mm is right. People trying to front. You're trying to prove something to somebody that you don't even respect or like. And so, look, what has worked for me and where I want to push you is one thing. Have one religion. The audience. The audience will put you on. Because when you actually have an audience, another thing happens. There's a lot of people here who are at the mercy of the platform because they actually haven't built a relationship with the audience. There's a reason, and I'm a historian, because I'm old, of watching people that weren't able to go from MySpace to Twitter. Weren't able to go from Twitter to Facebook, or to Instagram, or to Snapchat, or to Musical.ly, or to the next thing. They die when the platform kills them algorithmically, or they die when the platform itself dies, because they didn't build an audience They didn't build a brand, they built sales. They just had them. They were good, they were early, they were at first, they were funny, they looked pretty. There was a million reasons why they got it, but it wasn't an actual relationship. So when we all go to VR or AR, or when two girls in Tennessee make the next Vine or Snapchat or Instagram that we all have to pay attention to in 24 months, the audience doesn't come along because there's no relationship because it's subscribers and it's laziness of not unsubscribing, you don't have an actual audience. And this is why I just don't understand how people, it was one thing when it was Friendster and MySpace and Twitter in 2006, because we hadn't lived through it yet. And a lot of people made mistakes and I understood it because they didn't have a map to look at. But now we're here. Like, you saw what happened to Tequila and Dane Cook. And not that anything, by the way, I have no idea what's happening with either of them, what I know is, what I know it, meaning good or bad, I really don't know, but what I do know is they were, like, if you're 42, 43 like me, if, how many people here lived on, played on MySpace? Raise your hand. Good. They were fucking dominating. And so for me, this goes down to purity that I don't think the industry, people are doing, fucking, people spend more time trying to 
be part of engagement groups on Instagram than actually replying to the people that post on their, like, like people buy fans and bought up and try to spend all their time collaborating with Casey when he's not gonna do it with, like, it's just completely fucked up. People are confused. Don't be confused. Because a couple things are definitely gonna happen. We've had 12 years of economic growth, shit's gonna hit the fan. And you know who's gonna win? A very small percentage that actually has an audience. And that might mean you can make 47,000 a year and because you live a 47,000 a year life, like, I'm just, like, I would assume that a lot of people here would do what they do for a lot less money because it's more fun than working for somebody. And so like, don't get over leveraged. Just because, like, for the people in here that are feeling some success, you don't need a house with nine rooms that you don't use. (laughs) You know, and so, like, I'm just, I think what you can see is I'm trying to bring a lot more practicality to this this space, because we need it. But it starts and stops with the audience. Like, for all of you that know somebody that knows me, and and the narrative's like, yeah, he's nice, actually, he's actually nice, or he's actually like, like, it's, it's, it's because it's important. It's the only asset. The only asset is the attention of the end consumer. Because with that, not even the platform has leverage on you. I think everybody here, for the most part, this next video or piece of content should be asking its audience, whatever size it is, of what that person could be doing for that audience. That has always worked for me. The tweet that gets me into a lot of trouble when I say, what can I do for you? And then I have to buy like cheeseburgers and iPhones, <laughs> which I love doing because it's funny and it's funny content, but it's, but it's far bigger than that. The reason I do that is I get, at this point, thousands and thousands of comments that give me insights to what am I currently not delivering that I used to deliver or that I can't see or that somebody else is delivering and people want my version of it. This game's about listening. Take it from somebody who talks a lot and interrupts all the time. (laughs) Um, It is my listening that has allowed me the privilege of standing up here and giving this keynote. You know, and, and I would highly recommend people start deploying a lot more humility instead of posturing because it will work. And so like this is tried and true shit. It's a very special time. I think, I think, I wanted to create the framework of the kind of three or four things that make sense to me um, because I feel like in our Q&A right now, we can get very tactical. I'm gonna open this up in a minute. And like, this is when you're like, how do I post on you know, my Instagram to my LinkedIn? Like this, um, I, I think Q&A is made to go very selfish and very, very practical. I'm happy to answer any of that. But, but the framework of giving a, actually giving a shit about the end audience is something that is just missing and is the glaring hole in so many people's game. Thank you.